Justin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. What's up, Maurice? Merry Christmas and thanks. Happy holidays. Happy Festivus for the rest of us. Yes. Happy winter solstice. It was winter yesterday. Officially. Yes. Did you see the Jupiter and the Saturn really close together? I did not. It was kind of cloudy. Yeah, yeah, it was really cloudy here <laughs> in the city. So it wasn't, um, I could barely see the top of the um, Comcast Center. You know, that's lit up. So you could barely see that. Yeah. Very yeah. hazy uh, last night. But yeah, it was the longest, um, isn't it the longest day of the, shortest day of the year, I'm sorry. Shortest it's day. It's the shortest day of the year. So it will get brighter earlier from here on out. So that's good. Hopefully that's like indicative of the rest of like this year and the new year that like just things get, you know, philosophically brighter, politically brighter, health brighter. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know why people think that like when it turns 2021, the entire world's going to change. I mean, I think in a sense, yeah. I mean, everyone's always a bit more optimistic about a new year, but I think in this current situation, you know, we're getting rid of the orange person out of the out of the um the White House. And so I think people are a bit more optimistic about that. And it won't change sure. and it won't solve, you know, all the world's problems. I think that, you know, Biden coming in is going to I think the response to a lot of things will be much more empathetic and sympathetic and there just there's will still be like that division and and you know undercurrent of, of racism things that are going on in the country but i think people will be a bit more optimistic about how it's going to be handled so i think that's right you know especially especially for you know here in the u.s i think that's what we're just hoping for like a change and i think mm-hmm. we're already seeing that in like his cabinet yeah. picks and, and stuff that's true i guess i see a lot of people on social media mainly saying you know this year's been so tough with respect to covid yeah. specifically and they're just like Oh, when 2021 comes, now we have this vaccine coming. You know, mm-hmm. this year I can't wait for it to be over. Next year is going to be better at like stroke of midnight. Like I don't know what Cinderella, you know, um, story y'all been watching, but like the pandemic is here to stay. And like the UK proves that the bitch done morphed like seven times. She's like a shapeshifter. She's a teenage mutant ninja turtle. She's just mutating. And Actually, that kind of had me like sad. But then well, I actually read some science, yeah. and I'm not good at science. And according to scientists, it was something about like proteins and spikes and adaptogens. They were like, it's not that big of a deal. It's like the vaccine will still cover it, and they're not all too concerned. It just has like a, a higher, not a higher virility, but like a higher transmissibility. Yeah, and viruses mutate all the time, so it's not. I mean, it's not right. anything unexpected, and it's not. It'll be different, you know. It's you know a lot of people are still watching their outbreak on Netflix, and you know they got their um, degree in epidemiology on there. So, you know, yeah, it changes things a bit, but not drastically. Like you know, you still have to, you know, social socially distance, and you know, wear your mask. The vaccine is not going to be, you know, you can go to the club tomorrow. Yeah. You know, we still have to do these right. things because everyone's not getting the vaccine immediately. So it's going to be a rollout. And, you know, just think in the meantime, we got to 
keep it together. And then there's a group of people who are like you said, epidemiologists, and they're just saying, you know, um, armchair epidemiologists, and they're not getting vaccine, but they eat like chicken nuggets. And stuff. <laughs> You've seen all those memes. Yes, uh, the memes have been hilarious. So it's hilarious. Explain what the meme, what the meme is. Oh wait, which meme are you talking about? The ones related to COVID? Yeah. Well, so they have this set of memes. You okay, so the, the meme actually kind of mutated from the the Biden um, tax plan memes because they would ha- have this picture of like <laughs> this dirty pillow or like a popcorn ceiling or like just something right. that is indicative of right. a lower income person. And they're like, if your pillow looks like this, then <laughs> you don't need to worry about Biden's tax plan, which is, you know, if you make over $400,000 your taxes are going to go up. And so if you have those things, then you likely do not make above $400,000. So you don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. So then the new um, COVID means are like, or the vaccine means are like, if <laughs> they just have just kind of similar situations like that. Like if you, you know, I, I, I saw a meme about the mutation uh-huh. that was RuPaul's Drag Race. I forget what season, but it was a season with Brooklyn Heights. And remember when she did, like, she came out in the afro and the sparkly, mm-hmm. and she did the reveal, and she had on the blonde mm-hmm. wig? That one took me out. It was like the COVID mutating. <laughs> and I oh, okay. Uh, no, I was thinking about the yeah. ones that were like, if, you know, if... The people not taking the vaccine. Yeah, like, if you, you know, and there's, you know, this nasty situation... <laughs> If your kitchen looks like this, you know, you don't need to worry about what's in the vaccine. Right. I see lots of people who are like, you're not going to take the vaccine, but like, you know, you do Coke every night or something like mm-hmm. that. Like, mm-hmm. It was, you see, just different yeah, water. they had the one that was like with the bottle of poppers. It was like, yes. if you use poppers, then you don't need to worry about what's in the COVID vaccine. Or if you, <laughs> they had the picture of yep. the bathhouse. Yes, yeah, so if you've been down this hallway, you don't need to worry about the vaccine. <laughs> yeah. Because accurate, right? Accurate. Because, like, you're reckless with every other area mm-hmm. of your life. If not, don't take all these precautions. So why now? So you know? then let's talk about it. Would you take the vaccine? Absolutely. Well, you'd be but living I, reckless I, out here in these streets. So. I do not be living reckless. Uh, so. Stop Okay, if I'm living reckless. I haven't gotten the virus. I don't know. You sound yet. a little raspy over there, girl. <laughs> you might, might want to get a swab real quick. Um, that's my biggest fear. Well, um, but I absolutely would get it. But I did take like this website. I forget whatever was the New York Post or some website, and they like have you fill out all this information, like where you live, your age, if you have any pre-existing conditions or comorbidities, uh, whether or not you're an essential worker or kind of work. And if they like boil the population down to 100 people, I believe I was like 88th in line to receive the vaccine. So I'm not probably going to get it sold this time next year. Yeah, I was like 97 or something. I was like way towards the end. Um, right. But then I put in like my mom's information and she's like number four on the list. That's good. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it. so it asks your occupation, where you live, um, and then some, maybe like two other questions. And it had this infographic mm-hmm. where you're scrolling down <laughs> the line. It's like this animation. And then, it, you know, you're like in bright red um, where you sit in the line. And then it kind of explains why you're at that place in line. Right. Um, I am a little hesitant 
Like, I don't know if I would take it. And it's not because of, I just feel like, like, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. So I do believe in vaccines. I do just think that it's been a bit rushed. And normally, you know, to get something on the market, it takes years, like years and years and years. And I know a right. lot of that is red tape and bureaucracy and, you know, all this stuff behind the scenes. But mm-hmm. we are looking at the timeline. Like, it's only been a few months. And so I know the... I forget her name at the moment, but the black lady who is, you know, has a lot of responsibility for creating the vaccine. Kizmekia Kizzy Corbett. Yeah. So she, she made the Moderna vaccine. Yeah. But she posted, I remember waking up on January 11th and rushing to the lab to create this vaccine. I was like, hold up, bitch. Because we didn't find out about um, the Rona until March. No, that's not true. It was in it was in China in December, but, like November, December 2019, and they anticipated that it would be here come January. So they had to get ahead of it. But I mean, because she's at NIH. Yeah, but girl, y'all could have let us know a long time before that. But widespread information, though, we didn't know, especially here in the U.S., we didn't know until end of February, late after January 11th. I know that. Right, right. But girl, you could have texted me a heads up or something. Right. I like her, though. I actually watched a few interviews of hers to get more, to gain more understanding of the vaccines. And I, uh, one key thing I like about hers is that it doesn't have to be kept on, like, these crazy the temperature. temperatures, mm-hmm. like the Pfizer one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did watch today, while I was working from home, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci get vaccinated on live TV, but... which I, I, I get why they're doing mm-hmm. that. But it's just like, mm, okay. And like, they just had like the vaccines laying on the table. I'm like, I thought these bitches had to be kept right. cold. Like, they room temperature now. Right. What y'all doing? I know. But yeah, um, I did see like Lady G, Lindsey Graham got hers. And I was like, hold on, Lindsey. You and like um, Ted Cruz and like all these people who were all on the bandwagon talking about it's a hoax and don't believe this and this misinformation is fake news about the virus and y'all in the front of the line to get the first yes yes like that's the part that kills me y'all were telling people not to wear their masks mm-hmm. you were supporting the fact that it was a hoax that it would be going by easter i'm sorry if you are a anti-masker trump supporter or uh, one of the very few, or one a Republican politician, you need to be at the back of the yeah. line. You need to be number ninety nine <laughs> in line to get the right. vaccine. Like, because yeah. it it don't make no sense. Yeah, and so that's it. Don't make that's no sense. so. Like part of my hesitation is that I am familiar with you know public health epidemiology and, and how uh-huh. these things work. And mm-hmm. just knowing that, yeah, y'all should be have done a lot more extensive clinical trials because now we don't even know like what the long term side effects are going to be. Like these people, these clinical trials, you know, are months old at this point. Like you don't know like the long term effects. And I know people right. are having, um, you know, all these different uh, reactions and 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 side effects and things like that. And that's part of the stuff that we don't know that's going to happen yet. And when you look at it, they're essentially doing the clinical trial right now. <laughs> so they're doing the widespread distribution. And then I think they're hoping to see, like, well, what's, what's going to happen, girl? Because we don't know. 
are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at things like, remember back in like the 50s or 60s when they, um, and this is, is uh, they had like that th- thalidomide, which is, it was to treat morning sickness. It was first like a anxiety or something, medication. And they uh-huh. found out that it could cure morning sickness for pregnant women. And so they were giving it out like, um, like candy. And then the side effect was that they would have babies that were like malformed or they had these um, right. differently able situations going on. And like, that's one of the side effects that we don't know, or they didn't know at that time, you know? And so it's like, maybe we need to wait a little bit longer and see what's actually going to happen before you give it to everybody. That does make sense. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I'm just... I feel like I just so desperate to get out the situation, and maybe that's some of my misaligned thinking. I'm like, just, just give me the drugs, inject my body, and it'll just go away. But I feel you, and I also, you know, feel like I'm nowhere near the front of the line, mm-hmm. so I'm not even. I feel like by the time I'm eligible to get the vaccine, maybe some of the kinks will be worked out, or maybe it'll be a bit different. Yeah, I don't know, girl. We'll see. <laughs> Everybody hyped to get it. Like they hyped to get these um new stimulus checks that's coming. Ah, uh, the whole six hundred dollars. <laughs> what are people really going to do with that? Honestly, honestly, I mean, it's something. It's something. Six hundred dollars is like feed a family of four for like one point five weeks. And it's been months, and a lot of people are still out of work. <laughs> right. What y'all think this six hundred dollars is gonna do? But people are gonna spend it up. It's right before Christmas time. They're gonna be right on um the internet buying out some shoes or something. Or planning what they're gonna spend right, on. All the PS5. Well, I don't know when we're expected to get it, but Oh, I'm not getting it. You know, there'll probably be some there'll probably be a uh yeah, there'll probably be like a COVID uh sale or whatever. But yeah, it's like it ain't nothing. It's really not, honestly. It's like you keep that little six hundred dollars, unless you want to come up off some coin for the people. Well, the thing is that people are upset that it's only six hundred dollars, but apparently the Republicans wanted no payments, and so like that was the compromise because mm-hmm. the last one was twelve hundred um, earlier right. in the year, and so you know the Democrats wanted the same amount or more, but um, Turkey Neck was like, no, nah, they should get nothing. And so the 600 was a compromise, but. Right. And I mean, there's other things like within the bill yeah. that had to get passed. Like it's a $900 billion bill. I think about only 200 billion are going to actual Americans through that $600 payment. The rest is for like pay, um, payroll protection plans, the uh, unemployment compensation, mm. the bailouts for all these restaurants and all these major corporations. And churches. because The military. Churches. Joel, uh, Joel Olsen Olsen. got what, like $45 million, $44 million, something like that. Mm-hmm. Girl, you get that in ties a week. Like, I'm sorry. Once you know, Shay, if you are a taxes organization, yeah. which he is, then that is your bailout, sis. Like, you don't pay taxes. <laughs> you don't pay into this. Right. So why are you getting a benefit? Yeah. Like, the fact that you don't have to pay taxes is, you should be all right. You know. And they don't distance at his church right. either. So child, what are you drinking this week? Are you are you drinking? Oh yeah, of course. Um, so this week I'm drinking um a I don't even know what to call it, but what's in it is a spiced 
um, cherry aperitif. You know, I had, had those um, aperitifs from that brand called House. Yeah, so, H-A-U-S. So they had a new um, spice cherry drink come out. And so I ordered some of that. And it's good. Um, but I added some vodka to it because, you know, I love my vodka. And so then I added some amarana cherries to it as well because it gives a okay. little more cherry flavor. But it has like star anise, some peppers, um, cloves. So it's like really, um, it's really good. You can drink it room temperature, but I put it over ice. But yeah, nice. what do you got this week? I'm just having a mulled wine. Okay. Which is the Christmas time mm-hmm. favorite. So it's a nice warm beverage. Um, you know, a lot of little um, star anise in my glass. It's cute. It's cute. You know, I always love a warm alcoholic beverage. I really don't. Because, really? yeah, I don't really. I feel like the alcohol is going to cook off. And I'm not trying to waste my alcohol. <laughs> I'm not trying to lose any of your exactly. But, I mean, it's it's good. Like, so if, remember that um, holiday party I had that time and I had, like, the um, apple cider, like, warming in the crock pot, but you could add your, yes. you could add, like, your whiskey or your bourbon, whatever you wanted to add to it. Right. I like that. Like, if you can just top it off, but the alcohol itself is not warm. Right. Yeah, but you just have to cook it at a very low temperature mm-hmm. for a limited well, time frame. By the time the alcohol hit, you know, you're going to forget about it on the stove. True. I'm there. So how was your weekend? Mm-hmm. What did you do? You know, it was, it was chill. I um have some work changes that are going on. So uh, my boss is actually leaving the company. So, you know, there's a lot of transition stuff going on. So I had to spend part of the weekend, like, actually, like, working, working, which you know, because mm-hmm. she's been at the company for like 10 years. So she's like a wealth of knowledge about everything. And, right. you know, we have a lot of major projects that are going on. So it's kind of like I have to mind meld with her and like get all the information I can out before she leaves um, <laughs> like tomorrow. <laughs> so because mm-hmm. initially she said that she wasn't going to take any time off, you know, before before the end of the year. And then like last minute, she's like, "Uh, actually, I'm not coming back that last week." So <laughs> now they're like stuck, which I get. I mm. understand. I mean, you want to, you know, like decompress before you start your new gig and take some time off. So, so yeah. So I did some work stuff, and then I actually watched. Um, I finished The Mandalorian, which was like a tearjerker. That last episode was so good why well because you know baby yoda is like the the cutest little thing and then so you get become invested in like this little creature and then Mm -hmm. yeah so then he just he ended up in a situation and then it becomes this moment of like well how is he going to get out and then at the very very end it was just like oh my god my heart but it was everything it's a good it's a good show on disney plus if you have it and then I watched on Netflix Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Oh, I watched that too. Which, yep. What were your thoughts? They had me at Black Bottom. But <laughs> stop. <laughs> it was amazing. So it was um produced by my stepdaddy, 
Denzel Washington. And it had my auntie, Viola Davis, in there. And then it had uh, my South Carolina brother, Chadwick Boseman, was his last film. And it's based on the August Wilson play um, of the same name. And it was everything. There's only like eight people in the whole movie. I mean, they have extras and stuff too, but there's really only like eight, eight speaking parts. And oh my God, it was just, it was, it was so good. It was just amazing. Like the acting was Viola Davis, just throw another Oscar at her. She's phenomenal. Yeah, mainly for the saggy titties. <laughs> titties were saggy. She was sweaty. Oh, and she had like she had like raccoon eyes. <laughs> yeah. It was, <laughs> whoever did them costumes, girl. I think it was Ann Roth. Girl, you need an Oscar for that too. Because just that sweat that kept dripping down Auntie, I was like, ooh, Viola. If you don't wipe right. <laughs> you don't wipe them titties down. But the story, the story has so many layers to it, as you know, all of August Wilson's plays do, and you know, it talks about basically segregation and um, business, and you know, the music industry, the arts, and basically knowing your worth because it's based on the real um, Ma Rainey, and she was a contemporary of like Bessie Smith. Um, so Ma Rainey was called the mother of jazz. And then Bessie was called uh-huh. like the princess or the empress or something of jazz. Or the blues, I'm sorry, right. the blues. And the mother of the blues. blues. Yeah. And you know, so you spend a lot of this buildup of like them trying to record this thing and and Ma Rainey, which is like is Viola Davis, is like basically procrastinating and like each interaction yeah, very was like so funny, but she was like, no. But she needed her damn Coke. I was like, duh. <laughs> she wanted her ice cold Coca Cola. And so, but it's the thing. She was, and she said in there, she's like, you know, I'm the talent. They want, you know, what they want from me. And then basically they'll just push me out the door. So she was going to extend it and take, a, take her sweet time and, you know, pay her right. in cash, which is probably where Aretha Franklin got that from. Cause, you know, she wanted to get right. paid up front. In cash. Up front in cash. And she made sure that her nephew got the money. And so it was good because you look at the dynamic. And so Ma Rainey was this um, blues artist from the South. And then she had to travel to Chicago. I believe she was from Georgia. And then she traveled to Chicago to record this record. And, you know, it's just, it just different. Because, like, in the South, she's a star. She's, like, you know, the commodity. She's everything. But then right. when you get to the, the North, and it talks about, like, the Great Migration. Um, and it's just seeing the dynamics change. And so she tried to, or had to, you know, assert her, her power, uh-huh. her claim. So it was right. good. I thought it was really good. I think that sometimes I need to adjust my expectation whenever there is a adaptation of a play, mm-hmm. more so than like a musical. Because I don't think it's a musical. Definitely not. Um, it's not a musical. Mm-hmm. But I think when plays are adapted to screen. Uh, I need to adjust my expectation because I think that plays are often written in usually very short time frames, uh, have a limited cast. You know, they're not traveling. It's you know, and it's, they're not traveling all over, right. so it's very limited location. Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked it. Uh, there was obviously a lot of dialogue because it's a play, um, but it kind of reminded me. Uh, like I think the reception it was getting online was very similar to that of Carrie Washington's American Son. And I think mm. that people don't 
understand like this is a play on film not a movie right because i think that books adapt to movies much better than plays mm-hmm. because with a book the source work the um, source material allows one to make the environment in their imagination, which gives you more leeway and leverage when you're adapting to film, whereas a play is much more limiting. Right. And then there's also a lot of dialogue, so you really have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Chadwick Boseman, he did really Oof. well. He did really, really well. They're going to it was give like, him the Oscar. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a lot. It. You know, he, was, he was having, like, a psychotic break. So there was two scenes that I know they're going to play when, um, you know, they played a little clip before the um, category, when they announced the category. And that scene had me on the edge. Like, even, there's like two that they could pick from to, like, submit. But I think the the latter one, the later one, um, yeah, just go ahead and give it to them. Because that scene was, it was, it was intense. It was deep. It was you know, so many layers to you're it. Talking about the, you're talking about the last scene, right? Yeah, like... Well, the second the, last yeah, scene, yeah. yeah. And, it, yeah, like, whew, they love a, a posthumous Oscar. Like, if y'all can give um, Heath Ledger an Oscar for the Joker, then this one is wrapped up for Chadwick Boseman because it was everything. Yeah, I, I definitely mm-hmm. agree. And they can give go ahead and give um, Aunt Viola her second one because she brought a lot to. The... What was her? What's her first one? What was her for first Fences, one? Another for August Fences, another August Wilson, right? Um, August Wilson play, right? Yeah, so she. Wait, Mama, any Black Bottom was also was August Wilson. Yeah, I did not know that because usually all of August Wilson's plays are based in Pittsburgh. Right. Yeah. Um, and this one. Is not I forget what they call it, but something. Um, okay, interesting. Yeah, most of them are in Pittsburgh, and it, for some reason I don't know why I thought August Wilson was like around in like the twenties or thirties or forties. I did not know that he's he only died if, like not that long ago. Yeah, he's pretty contemporary. Yeah. I guess because most of his plays are set like within within a certain like decade. Right. All his plays are kind of like post-Depression mm-hmm. area, yeah. like late 1920s, like 1950s-ish. Yeah. Yeah. That's his like spot, which isn't a bad spot to be, but that's just interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's good. So cool. Yeah, what about you? What did you do this weekend? Or what didn't you This do? weekend? Oh, please, child. This weekend, um, just hung out my boyfriend at his place out in the burbs. Did he have a garlic press there? (laughs) Bitch, you want to stop coming for him his garlic press? He wanted to let you know. (laughs) He wanted to let you know that he is now has a a garlic press in both of his homes. (laughs) You know, when you when you go from one home to two, sometimes you 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 move things. You have to now furnish and and times two. Does he have a yes, microplane? Does he, he have a microplane? What the fuck's a microplane? Bitch, tell me. Uh, don't try to act like you're up on the cooking gadgets. Do you have a sous vide? I don't need a sous vide. Okay, well, what's a microplane? It's basically a grater. It's very, very small. Um, 
the blades are like very a zester? small. It's different from a zester. You lying. Mm-mm. Google it. But Yes. Bitch, if he ain't got no garlic press, I know he ain't got no microplane, so don't even <laughs> try it. Bitch, he does. He does, actually. Okay, girl. I okay. Call it a I call it a zester, because I only use this device to zest lemons and limes, mm-hmm. literally. Okay, girl. Anyway, what's your shady ass? Back to my weekend. I'm not shady. I'm just calling it like I see it. Back to my weekend at the second <laughs> residence. But never mind. Anyway. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, reserve your shady comments. Reserve the shade. Wow. It is the Christmas time. We I just hung out, watched Christmas movies. So I've been watching like I try to watch like thirty Christmas movies this month. Why I don't know. But like, you know, I didn't start at the beginning of the month, so some days I had to double up. And I've been feeling really festive this weekend. I finally watched the Mariah Kerr uh Christmas special. I did get that seven day free trial. I have until uh, December twenty sixth to cancel. Make sure you cancel at both residences. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I did it through my phone, through my email. Thank you. Um, but it was very festive. It was very enjoyable. It made me very excited for the holiday season. Um, so that was good. Um, you're right. It was a lot of titties. Yeah, the titties were just engorged. Yeah. Um, but it was still good. It was still good. I liked her, you know, in that really uh, voluminous white dress with the um, reveal underneath. Uh, yeah, with the mermaid reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like a mermaid gown on anyone, so I really just like the big skirt. Um, that one looked too heavy. So, it looked like. Christian Siriano did that one. I was like, girl, it's too much. You look like Billy Porter up there. But I mean, I liked it. I just thought it would look nice. And it was also a nice change in silhouette because mm-hmm. every dress had a deep deep plunging neckline mm-hmm. and a and a slit up to like the top of her hip. I was like, I didn't know splits went that high. Mm-hmm. They do. <laughs> but it was good. And then we went to Longwood Gardens, which I was really excited about because I have never been to Longwood Gardens for their Christmas spectacular. So, you know, we he had purchased the tickets like way in advance because it usually sells out fairly quickly. Uh, so we got there and, you know, you kind of like, if you've ever, ever been to Longwood, you kind of walk the grounds uh, and it kind of had like a directed a certain way due to COVID, like you're supposed to follow the arrows. So they have you walk through all the grounds and look at the lights. It then kind of ends at the conservatory. And the conservatory is where they have all of the indoor plants, the plants that won't survive outside in temperature. So all the poinsettias, the Christmas trees and everything they decorate. And that's where they spend a lot of their, I guess, budget for this event to make it look really beautiful and festive and Christmas-like. So we get up to the conservatory, and there's like a tent at the entryway. I'm like, okay, so this is where we go in. There's like a line. I'm like, oh, there must be a line to get in. Maybe they're like limiting people due to COVID. And when you go inside, they had like, they opened up one of the doors, and then they had like the little, what's that? I'm I'm blanking on the word. But it's like that little thing at the club, the little red velvet rope. They have that, like, in a square so you're able to step into the conservatory and like look to the left and look to the right and take a picture and then you got to go 
I was like, hold up. Why is the conservatory closed? And I'm guessing because of the latest restrictions within Pennsylvania, where now you can't have indoor dining, you can't have any indoor gatherings. She was like, due to the COVID restrictions, we, the uh, conservatory is canceled indefinitely. I was pissed because everyone goes just to see what's in the conservatory. You couldn't really care less about the lights. The outdoor lights were not that spectacular. I've seen better lights driving through the neighborhood. Um, I was like, so these lights aren't it, sis. And they weren't worth the $30 per person ticket. I mean, that $12 uh, hot chocolate with barely any Baileys in it. So we pay for it. I felt like I was just truly, like, we were robbed. Um, we didn't get what we bargained for. I feel like we were sold tickets to a Beyonce concert and ended up with the Shanti with COVID. When is, it wasn't right. Did they reschedule her versus? Yeah, I believe it's going on July, January oh, okay. 9th. Get well yeah. soon, girl. Get well, girl. But I was just like, really? Like, I get that they're under restriction. I mean, oh, this is this was the part that got me though. Their indoor dining was open, and their gift shop was open. And anyone knows that, like, these kinds of places make money on the gift shops because it's like surplus income, mm-hmm. right? Because they've already sold the ticket to the to the to the space, but now they're like, oh, come buy stuff. So you're inviting people indoors to your indoor gift shop to buy expensive, overpriced mm-hmm. shit. But we can't get into the conservatory to see what we're here to see with masks on, even if you limited the number of people that are allowed in, especially because it's time tickets and they only have a certain amount of tickets for each time slot. I just thought it was bullshit. And I get if you had to close, that's what you have to do. But what you should do, Longwood Gardens, this is I said what I said. You're a business who's taking advantage. I don't care if your business status is a 501c3 not-for-profit. You probably got some uh, Joel Osteen plan to support your, your plants and your cacti. But what you should have done was informed people of that fact before they walked their ass through the cold and bought $24 worth of hot chocolates on top of their $60 worth of tickets. You could have told us that in the parking lot. It probably does say that somewhere. Like, I'm sure they have it. Visitor guide. They do. On their website, new visitor guidelines. (laughs) It's like the first thing on there. I didn't see it that day. I had checked Uh, that morning. uh I did not see it. But my whole thing is this, what you should do to be above board, because it's people out here who are hurting and who are only getting $600 and such or getting nothing and such. And it's the Christmas time and they're buying gifts and such for their family. So if you're going to restrict the main attraction to your venue, I don't think it's right for you to keep the full price of the ticket because we didn't get what we actually paid for. What you should do to just show good faith and to be upfront is just refund people a part of their ticket. Because we did go there and see something. Granted, what we saw was garbage. Um, I just don't think... I feel like it's just unjust enrichment. I feel like it's theft. And I feel like it is um, unconscionable that you would not give people their monies back. Because the tickets are non-refundable. But what you should do in good faith is refund a portion of the ticket price. Because that is just insanity. But then you had the nerve to keep your gift shop open. Why is your gift shop open, sis? It must not be that serious. I'm sure that that's a, a, a restriction. I miss me with the BS, Longwood. Seriously? No. Seriously. What you should do is probably stay your ass home, you and your boyfriend in his multiple homes, and really take the the, um, the guidelines and restrictions into consideration. Because, like, girl, were you hurting to see that? No. You could wait. You could wait. I have to wait until next Christmas. That's fine. And there were and there were additional guidelines and restrictions placed on top. And if you're a business holding yourself out open to the public, then and selling tickets, 
to an event, then you should meet the commitment of what that ticket is. Totally disagree. No, because I think you just need to read the fine print. Because like even on this website, it says that <laughs> you may cancel your tickets to receive a full refund, refund, which will be reflected on your credit card by February 28th. You can visit as planned. If you wish to visit as planned and would like to donate $10 per ticket, you can do that. Uh, I don't know what that means, too. But you can do that, too. Why would you donate money on top of your ticket? Apparently, there's a $10 credit per ticket. Oh, okay. Yes, exactly. So you can request them to credit you a refund up to $10 per ticket. Can you send me the link? See, I'm, right I'm doing all this for y'all. I ain't even joking. <laughs> Don't they uh, stop? Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, thank you, Maurice. Thank With you. my shady ass. Sometimes shade does uh, the world good. Exactly. I suppose. If you can't and, handle um, my shade, then step out of my shadow. Come through, can you more? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's it can you say? If you can't handle my shade, then step out of my shadow. Oh, okay. Well, then fine. Well, I have a person <laughs> who I'm not afraid to eat crow. I'm not afraid to say I'm wrong. Along with gardens, I formally retract all my previous statements. Uh, Next. Yes. All right, child. You apologize along with gardens. Get your money back and put it with that stimulus check. Uh, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I'll be. I, I don't need to contact them. I did the research and they're going to just send it automatically. So we go. Good. All right. You got anything else for the people this week? I think for the people, just wishing everyone a happy, safe, and healthy Christmas. How about you? No, the same. Echo those, sens- those sentiments. Um, Just be safe, be healthy, and Enjoy this Christmas. It's going to be a bit different this year, but, you know, make the most of your Zoom calls and your FaceTime and and stay stay safe and healthy this holiday season. All right, guys. I think we'll be back next week, right, Maurice, with our year-end wrap-up? That's right. Be sure to um, subscribe. Make sure you can get that notification because that is one of our funniest episodes of the year. So looking forward to that. All right, guys. Have a merry, merry Christmas and a happy holiday, and we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Category Is. Be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all things social media at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at CategoryIsPod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at CategoryIsPod.com.